0: we are not sports center ladies and gentlemen welcome back to debate Bunks, friends i am the professor john Guide. my co-host over here is doc leesna the podcasting beast and we're ready to provide you with another fun edition of sports news analysis and the
1: reads and we are back welcome to debate amongst friends alongside the professor john Gotti. this is dr wednesday night the podcast beast and the bubble ladies and gentlemen has finally been popped as the nba finals has come to an end what a
0: great experiment I can agree with that. It was definitely a very intriguing experiment. Um, Something that can always be improved on. Um, It wasn't perfect. Um, There were no new cases. So big congrats. Uh, Shout out to um, Adam Silver for doing an incredible job of, A, controlling uh, the amount of interaction that people have with the outside world, outside of a couple of stories. Um, And B... Uh, still having the fan interaction uh despite the fact that those fans were actually allowed in there minus mm-hmm. up to the playoffs where uh friends well basically the family actually were allowed family, to attend yeah. actually so you know That's that helped silver, out for, baby. that it allowed for a lot of players to feel remotivated um and play with you know, completely without resolve for any regards for human life. And it showed out in their series and for others, they were just ready to go home.
1: <laughs> I can agree with that. I definitely think that people were ready to go home. And yes, I did say Adam Silver, baby.
0: I was going to try um, to gloss over that. I was going to. No, allow I, you I, I
1: wanted to come back. Adam okay. Silver, baby. Okay. Um, <laughs> And the reason I'm giving Adam Silver a shout out is because there were some people on, I don't know, I guess my timeline and maybe some other places were, were calling for Adam Silver to be the commissioner of the NFL. <laughs> I don't blame him. Which is pretty sad, but I mean, I haven't heard Roger Goodell's name in months,
0: you know, like months. Oh, yeah. I've heard his name. It just wasn't a positive right. light.
1: I haven't heard his name in a positive or negative light, which is pretty negative all around if you haven't heard the commissioner and you have positive tests. Uh, But.
0: Well, since his statement
1: about Kaepernick. That's the last time I heard his name mentioned. uh, And it's pretty sad, actually. Um, But yes, so we had uh, the Lakers ending the run four to two over the Miami Heat. You know, I said it, I told you I'd say it again. The Lakers were trailblazers. They landed the Rockets. They flushed the Nuggets. And they chilled the heat in this bubble. A lot of people are saying that they had the easy way out. I don't think so. I think this is what the West had to offer in a shortened season Mm -hmm. with each team in my opinion, kind of in a tough spot because there were some certain injuries. There were uh, some rotation, some questionable rotation decisions, but ultimately the Lakers were able to come on top. Um, I'm not going to get into any more GOAT debates. Um, I'll never claim LeBron to be the GOAT. I don't really think it matters at this point what he does. I know that he's a great player. I know that he's been on some great teams. He's a statistical nightmare for most teams. Um, he plays very hard. I don't know, and I, I've got to stick to this. I don't know if they win these games, and this is gonna sound so ridiculous, but
0: without Rondo,
1: oh my God, big
0: Tom Rondo. I can't believe you keep saying Rondo. <laughs>
1: Playoff Rondo, I mean, my guy turns into a whole other person and just really steps it up. He was hitting threes, which I attributed to him just, I mean, tired of attacking the basket and and wanting people to put respect on his jumper, on his ability to knock down the shot Mm -hmm. so that he could continue to drive the lane, which he did a few times in the series. Um, But ultimately – I believe the Lakers deserve to win. I mean, they fought hard. The the referees didn't really control the series like they normally do, which I was pretty happy about. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good series. I wish you were there to see it.
0: Yes, and Doc is right. I didn't watch any part of the finals. Um, I'm happy the season's over. Um, I think this is a great chance for – the league to gather the data from the bubble, um, identify areas that they can definitely improve on and improve on there for next season. Um, do I think we will have a full season next year knocking on wood? Cause it's not going to happen anytime soon. We're already in October folks. And normally we would be right back watching basketball, but we're not, um, we're not going to have the NBA season until at least maybe January. Maybe even March, um, but do I see them doing an 82 game season for next year? I don't think so. I think they'll probably have a much more shortened season. I'm predicting maybe about 60 to ga- 60 games will probably be suffice um, to at least get things back towards a norm and get the season back towards its regular cycle. Um, in regards to the Lakers, absolutely, I agree with Doc. Uh, congratulations to them. Um, I think. At the end, we just needed to have a champion come out of the bubble. Um, I think I was more happy with the fact that we was able to finish up this NBA season, first of all, like that's the first paramount point of this whole thing. And I think Bob can agree with me with that. The fact that we was able to finish up this NBA season at all is a huge victory. Um, of course, without any new cases that came arise from within there, because we know that if any cases Uh, was to become positive uh, within the bubble, then that bubble is popped early. I guess you could call it a premature population. Yikes. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, big congrats to the Lakers. Um, you know, of course, the storyline around that was them trying to do it for uh, Kobe and Gia. Um, you know, so the storyline, you know, helped out a lot with it. I'm with Doc. I'm tired of talking about this GOAT debate. Uh, Doc and I have spent years trying to have logical conversation with people about this whole GOAT debate. And, I mean, at the end of the day, like, LeBron is the best of this current generation. That's, no one can't debate that. No one can. Um, and I think I would leave it at that. Um, of course, Rondo played pretty well. Um KCP played really well for game uh, four. No, game five, sorry. Um, he had a really good, great game five. Kuzma had a great game four. Um, of course, game six, the aforementioned final game of the season, um, they just completely extinguished the heat and stomped them out by halftime. So <laughs> it was probably really much need to watch the rest of the game. But of course, the NBA, anything can happen. Um, but yeah big congrats to them you know big shout outs to the heat as well too. a scrappy young team um of course the story leading out, out out of there is whether or not jimmy's want to try to stay i think he's gonna stay i think he's gonna end up becoming a life a lifelong uh heat player Um uh, pat riley loves him uh coach bolstra uh very emotional after the game of course uh because he really believed in this team and this team really bleed that they could have you know Quiet down the naysayers, uh, despite Mm -hmm. all the injuries that they had. And uh, like Doc mentioned, ref play has been an issue throughout the entire bubble, even before the playoffs. So the fact that they were able to have these last two games and do a much better job of officiating, that within itself is another pretty huge victory. The hope is that they could continue this trend going forward, because I don't know about you, Doc, but... I feel like when the refs take control of the game like that, it just ruins the integrity of the sport. No,
1: definitely. uh, Once you take out the action and we have to worry about the refs pretty much taking the fun out of the program. I mean, just like, you know, here we are, you know, we have these great basketball players. These are the best players in the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have these refs where, they're I don't want to say being having petty, I guess the petty call. I wouldn't say petty uh, calls.
0: I would probably kick, say it's more fouls. like more like they're trying to control the pace of the play.
1: And we don't need that. We don't need them to control the pace of the play. We need them to just be there and and just watch the game. Yes. Call the fouls that are supposed to be called. Yes. You know, hold the whistle more than you blow the whistle. Hold <laughs> it. I, I,
0: I think the problem I think the problem is like it's it's a it, it's a coin like there's two sides of it like yes we we want them to hold the whistle but at the same time like if you see something that's egregious you know you definitely need to blow that whistle we've definitely seen that especially during these playoffs um, where we've seen some blatant files or you know blatant traveling violations that they're not really blowing their whistle on um, I will say this though the uh, how much that we give them a lot of smack—they're not as bad as a uh, Dick Dick Bavetta and Joey Crawford. They were really, really bad, like horribly bad, nice. and they had nice. egos behind it too. But yeah, I'm I'm just happy for the NBA for being able to finish up that their season, uh, the WNBA as well as well as the NHL. Um, all three were able to finish it up without any new cases. Of course, we're going to talk about NFL in a little bit. <laughs>
1: well, hold on here. Uh, before we jump right into that here. That's I said, a um, little bit. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. Because there is a lot of NFL stuff to get to. But just some aftermath um, of the end of the playoffs here. Uh, what did you feel or how did you feel about the Danny Green death threats? How ridiculous was that?
0: It's not as ridiculous if you really think about it. We I'm have... We have several different levels of fans. We have the casual fan. Me. We have fan of players. We have fan Not of me. team. Well, oh, yeah, area. scratch that. Casual fans. Fans that just started watching the sport recently. Then the other two. Then we have the fanatics. And then we have fanatic enough to where they might do something stupid. AKA former Oakland Raiders well, fans of the Raiders when they were playing in Oakland in the black hole. Like that. But I,
1: that. I think it's one that you might be missing and that would be the the gambling fan.
0: Uh that that's towards that, that crazy one where because I mean at that point, you know, you're you're talking about them potentially losing a lot of money. You know, we're not talking like FanDuel, you know, no, of course FanDuel 50%. doesn't yeah, like like we're not talking 50 cents. We're talking like, you know, $50,000 bets kind of things. And if they lose, they're going to have to, you know, pay up 200 grand, that kind of thing. Like like that's towards that top echelon. Like they don't really care so much about the team, but they're trying to get their, you know, Sam Rothstein on. And for those that don't know who that is, definitely Google it.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and and shout out to Hidden Jim Adam, Adam Sandler and Hidden Jim I mean that kind of covers that kind of stuff also mm-hmm. You're putting everything on You know one player to do well And goodness so I don't know if that's Danny Green's fault I mean no. the play was right I think the problem that I had with it was that LeBron made the right play.
0: Yeah. Well, he's always made the right play. That's never been the issue. I feel like there's been such a misconnect on basketball logic versus, well, now we've seen this one side, he should have done this other side. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's kind of what's wrong with the NBA today. Um, We're so we, we, we hyper-react to everything. So, mm-hmm. so let's take the Danny Green play, for example. Everyone knows what happened now. Right. But, and everyone's saying, well, LeBron should have took the shot. You know, LeBron should have did something else other than pass it to Danny Green. Well, on the other side of that, Danny Green made that shot. People will be lording over him. Hey, Robert Horry. Thank you. They would be calling him the next mm-hmm. Robert Horry and everything. Like, mm-hmm. like the problem is, You can't have your cake and eat it, folks. You just can't. Like you have to you have to take the situation for what it is. You can't go back in history and change it. And you shouldn't be sitting there threatening someone over a game. Like at all. It's Bush League that they did it. To answer your question, it was Bush League that they did it. And Mm -hmm. they have no no place within any sports to be doing that. Like at all. Like you want to call someone trash? Great, that's your own opinion. You know, perfect, yeah. you you can say whatever you want about that, but don't. That's the limit.
1: Yeah, that's don't the limit.
0: ever, ever, ever threaten someone's life like that. A, ever. Uh, a, or ever, or for them doing their job. For them doing their jobs, because the same <laughs> people that would sit there, and of course, you know, we don't know who have been setting out these stuff for us. They're just saying that you know. Mm he been getting out of these death threats. So, you know. Unfortunately, we can't say this is the speculation because this is pretty serious. Like we we can't joke about this. This isn't a joke. This is, you know, at the end of the day, this is a grown man and his family's livelihoods being threatened. And it mm-hmm. it just doesn't belong in sports, period. And if Mm, you feel mm -hmm. if you really feel this passionate about this and you really feel, you know, that angered by it, then you need to go see someone about this and get your stuff together. But it does not belong in sports, period.
1: So that doesn't belong in sports. Um, Now, we're going to continue on with this basketball talk really quickly here, as I know, time is never on our side here. Got some first here. Got Dwight Howard winning his first ring. Um, you know, obviously, Quinn Cook winning his second, Rondo winning another, uh, a couple of people, obviously, Anthony Davis winning his first ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at this, and Quinn Cook kind of stood out to me because he's a great player, 27 years old. And the reason why I'm bringing him up is because I feel like, you know, he's a, here's a guy, here's a guy. Here's a guy. Who really, who really didn't play too much. And when I look at Quinn Cook, I'm thinking to myself, like, a lot of these guys who are I don't want to say bench players, I want to say role players. Yeah, they're role a players. A lot of times those are the guys that wind up becoming coaches in the future. Yes. You know? And I'm thinking about Quinn Cook because I see the success of Ty wow. Lu. Although Ty Lu has been a great coach in his tenure so far.
0: Are we going I there right now? <laughs> we
1: are. Okay. I think back to when he was getting crossed over, he got the step over, you know, he hit a couple of jump shots, he had the braids, blah blah blah. But now I'm looking at him like when Cook now has two rings. Yep. You know, he he doesn't really play on this Laker team. So he could be one of those new coaches. Now the reason why I bring up Tyloo is because obviously Tyru Tyloo and um yes, Tyru, I know I right thought
0: there. you said job ja Rule for a second. I was no, about no, no. to mark out right Ty there. there. Tyloo Ty
1: And Jeff Van Gundy are both, I guess, candidates for the Houston Rockets' job.
0: Yes, and Jeff Van Gundy is uh, interviewing on Wednesday.
1: Right, Um, and to me, it's like I wonder—you know—who out of these, you know, these these two teams, you know, where you have these these players like, i wonder who's going to be the next coach you know out of these players um because that's where you get these this great pool mm-hmm. um, and i don't know quinn cook's personal like his mind i just know that he's been on a couple of good benches and it just so happens that those benches you know have have thrived and won based on the starters in which he has to prepare those starters to play Yep. So, Because he's ultimately on the practice squad. I'm going to throw that out there. Um, so I just wonder who the future coaches are of this league. And it, it just made me think about Quinn Cook. And I, I wonder if he's just one of those guys that one day we're going to look and say, man, Quinn Cook, he's going to be an NBA NBA uh, head coach one day.
0: Because be you never know. I'd be interested in finding out if it actually happens. Um, I'm never against seeing people get the opportunities. Uh, to be able to coach, um, look at Luke you know, Walton. Luke Walton. I mean, Luke Walton. I really feel bad for the situation after he left Golden State and he went to LA, and that's it. Like it was just bad from the start, and you could just tell. But I think, I think the problem with a lot of coaches is if they came from a successful team, mm. the expectation is way higher heading into a rebuilding team versus you know a coach that came from you know wherever right and is joining a team that's on the rise and it's a natural progression up you know like like you can yeah. tell there's a there's a vast difference between the two
1: no absolutely and it stinks because that golden state team obviously was well put together mm-hmm. and this is kind of what we talked about with Ty Lue you know, where we kind of had that conversation about Eric Spoelstra, which has kind of been dispelled because he's been successful without all three of those individuals that took him to the finals those times. Yep. You know, he's he's been able to rebound. He's been able to put teams together that have been successful without Wade, without Bosh, without LeBron, where nobody else has been able to do that, you know, um, and, and that also includes Ty Lue. That includes, what, what Mike Scott? Not Mike yep, Scott. Mike Scott. Uh, no,
0: Mike no, Scott, not Mike, Mike. Scott. Um, uh, I know you're talking Scott. about. So I know Mike who you're Scott. talking about.
1: Yeah. You know, then you had um, the other coaches that the, the Cavs had before Ty Lue. Um, I mean, just a slew of coaches that have come through, you know, and, you know, that LeBron effect, you know, that superstar effect, where a lot of these guys just don't make it after the superstar leaves, mm-hmm. Stan Van Gundy included. Stan actually is actually up to interview for the um, Zion Pelicans job.
0: I what you did, How
1: apropos there would it be for him to take over another big man? Um, but that's all I got for basketball. I'm glad the season ended in a, I guess a good way. I mean, no, like you said, no test, no positive results, no no positive tests for COVID, which means oh. the bubble was successful. Mm-hmm. Maybe this off season will give them an opportunity to create two, three, maybe four bubbles and um, spread those players out a little bit um, and not have them all in Florida.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, that's well, why they, they, they just, they just have to take the information that they got from this bubble and just try to improve on it. Um, Because I don't think we will get back to any type of normalcy anytime soon. Because we're stubborn. It's very sad, actually.
1: It's very sad. But with that sadness, there comes joy. And we'll be right back with more Debate Amongst Friends. Oh, joy.
0: And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get off the hardwood and the bubble and head to the gridiron. Doc, week five, almost in the books. Of course, we have one more game. But we had returns. We had unfortunate departures. And we had firings. It's a lot that happened this weekend. Alex Smith returned. Unfortunately, the Washington football team uh, fell to the Rams 30 to 10, but it was great to see him back on the field. Um, of course, two years ago, he had a horrific leg injury. It was great to see him back. Uh, we also had the 49ers uh, starters, um, Jimmy Garoppolo coming back, as well as Raheem Mostert, uh starting running back. Also coming back. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they got shellacked by the Miami Dolphins. Doc, what were your thoughts on those two?
1: Uh, it was great to see those guys back. Um, obviously, healthy. Um, obviously, the 49ers couldn't get it done. Um, I think my brother said he picked the Dolphins to win, so that was kind of perfect for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the football team in Washington, good job. Uh, they just, yeah, they just. Um, Ron Rivera has his, his hands cut. Yeah, I mean, he's it, gonna it's gonna take some time to really rebuild. But I think with Alex Smith coming back, the football team of Washington, um, they will eventually rebound. I don't know if they have an identity, mm-hmm. um, on that football team of Washington. Um, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, who they're outside of the wide receiver. My, Glockland, I believe his name is. Yeah, I don't know who else they can really rely on, especially after guys, you know, his incident in the off season and then releasing him. Which, by the way, in every every Madden franchise that I start, I've taken him out of the game no matter what, um, because you just can't be out here doing the thing that he was doing. Yeah. Um, But the football team of Washington, I believe, will eventually rebound and. Discover what their identity is. Um, last thing on, on the football team from Washington, um, I believe that their defense is pretty strong. I think they should have ran a similar offense that they ran with Cam with the option, because I think Dwayne Haskins really could have gotten that done. Yeah. And if Alex Smith is helpful, if Alex Smith is healthy, then Alex Smith can get that done as well. If they wanted to run that type of uh, offense.
0: Yeah, and I think it's going to take a few weeks for them to refine that groove with Alex Smith, you know, at the helm. And I mean, NFC East is still wide open, unfortunately. So
1: wide open.
0: It's still any team's game. But speaking of the NFC East, we have returns. And unfortunately, we had a departure the Giants versus the Cowboys. It was a nail biter. And the Cowboys left with the win, 37-34, but they lost a key piece to that offense. Exactly. It was so bad. It's like sneezing.
1: On the air. <laughs> um. I don't know.
0: So the Dak Prescott injury, um, which he got out of surgery. Uh, They said surgery went well, so that's great. Um, This injury speaks on so many different levels. And, Doc, you're the true GM between the two of us. So you could probably speak more on this than I. But – and, 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 and we talked about this during our book club um, uh, conversation as well, but I was stating, and uh, I don't like to be that guy, but is this really a big win for the Cowboys? Like the unfortunate circumstances, and they're like, well, I mean, we we're going to pay you, but I mean, now that you hurt yourself, I mean, there's not much we can do. And I hate to say that. Like, I really, really do. But with this injury, they don't need to pay him as much as he wanted going forward. Because, yeah, he may come back and he may be – like, he's not going to be that same level again, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, and and Doc also mentioned this, too. Um, around the time the injury occurred, uh, Doc was saying, well – You know, he didn't just, it didn't just break like that. Like it had to have been hurt beforehand. Uh, And I was telling him like, I think it was slightly fractured at one time. And I had to try to remember back to a couple of injury reports. Like it was there, you know, more or less wear a tear. Um, You know, of course the amount of PSI it took to actually do something like that. And please, we do not recommend you going out and try to find the video. And I'm disgusted on all the YouTube channels that plastered it on there. Literally two minutes after it occurred for the clicks, like it's inhuman to do such a thing. Um, But uh, that gotten a lot of uh, a lot of love from the sports world, uh, from the entertainment world as well, too. Um, And, you know, Doc and Prof, uh, we both wish him a speedy recovery as well.
1: So, you asked a whole bunch of questions there. You made a whole bunch of statements. I have to try to go back and remember (laughs) everything you just said. But Uh, GM-wise,
0: is this a win for the Cowboys in regards to paying him?
1: So, first of all, I'm actually a terrible GM. I mean, my EFL record shows.
0: We're we're not Uh, looking at EFL. We're just looking strictly as a GM. Is this a win for them?
1: I don't think so. It kind of puts you in, a, puts them in a dangerous situation because, number one, it's week what five of the NFL right now. Yes, which means I think they said he has about eight to nine months of recovery. He just had his surgery yesterday, so eight to nine months from now is about what August mm-hmm. of next year, which you know would put him if he's aggressive in time for some training camp you know he'll be out there he'll be able to run he'll be able to do everything i think he'll have to get his confidence back but that's ultimately big. yeah because i mean after you hurt yourself it's more of a mental game uh, you know i know better than anybody else um just running um after you hurt your legs like just running like i remember when I just tore my my you know ACL, PCL and stuff. And it was like after the surgery, you know, I'm walking with my crutches on and you know I go you know, I'm crutching my and crutching the entire way to the doctor's office, right? Yep. And then he says, Hey, uh, you know you can put your leg down, right? And I was like, What? <laughs> you know, it's like, Yeah. 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 You, you can put your, you can put your leg down. You can put, you can put weight on it. I'm like, Oh, Oh wow. Well, you look at that. You know? So it's like, mentally, I would have never put my leg down. I would have kept my mm-hmm. leg up and and put on those crutches. I would put all my weight on these crutches for the longest period. But then he, when he told me to put my leg down, I was like, Oh snap. You know, like mm-hmm. that's full strength. So to answer the question, I think this puts them in a dangerous position because they have to do something with him.
0: Like he's he'll be a free agent after this season. This
1: season, yeah. So now you have the Red Rocket, right? Yep. You, you got Andy Dalton there, Andy. You know, as well as Kellen Moore as a backup. Andy wow. is going to wow. <laughs> Is going to give you Toy Story feels.
0: Wow. Right? And folks, I'm so sorry for asking this question.
1: (laughs) You know, I I feel like they're going to put them in a situation because if Andy Dalton starts to win Mm -hmm. and you say, hey, I might be able to pay Andy Dalton 15 to 17 million a year, I might have to let Dak walk and of course the cowboys at that time would seem like the jerks but it goes back to what earl thomas did a couple years ago to the seahawks like hey i'm gonna flip you off because i didn't really want to play but you guys are calling me out now i'm hurt now i'm not gonna get paid and now i'm out the door screw you guys
0: i love i loved how many people kept saying he should have done that while he's being carted away
1: well it's different because see at quarterback let me tell you something that got 30 something million dollars still. Yep. Yes, I know that it wasn't all this guaranteed money, but 30 something million dollars. Yep. It's still a lot of cash. Even if he comes back and, all right, let's say he doesn't get the 30 something million that he was supposed to get and he winds up getting the 27 to 28 that they wanted to pay him. Or somebody else gives him the 27 to 28 million, you know, because that could easily happen where he might go to the football team in Washington or the New York Giants. You know, there are several teams that could, you know, easily, you know, say, hey, this solves a lot of our issues. Yeah. You know, why don't you come here and play here for us? Because them boys don't want you.
0: I can agree so, with yeah, that, So, yeah, to answer
1: your question, this puts the Cowboys in a really, really tough position, um, which they might be in a, a, a bad a pickle anyway because they're going to have to pretty much restructure their whole defense. They're going to have to do something with that because they stink. They're going to have to um, get rid of their whole you – know, they're going to restructure their whole offensive line because they're getting banged up and some of them might be done. Tyron Smith so, I mean, is out for the year, I believe. Exactly. He already lost a lineman, you know, because of a rare form of condition that he was out. I think it was Frederick's. He was out. Yep. Tyron. Tyron's having a big issue. I think. Um, what's his name? Um, I can't even what's think of the other name? guy that. That that he he's out too. Um, so they're having a big issue. And I said this the other day. You know, this offensive line was one of the best in football a couple of years ago, but now it just looks it's like a, a big shell waste of his former self. Yeah, a big waste of money. Um but speaking of changes and speaking of GMs, I mean we would have to travel to Atlanta.
0: In the dirty south, ladies and gentlemen, as the Falcons fall to the Carolina Panthers, and they went five oh and five in the season. And the owner of the Falcons said, Big man, you go grab your stuff from your office and get out of my sight. As the GMs got fired, and then he said, Big man, you give me that playbook, I'm going to toss it in the trash, and you get out my sight. As I head coach Dan Quinn also got fired.
1: This is going to sound so terrible. Say it. And Helen's going to have to forgive me. Say it. But the Falcons owner, Arthur, said, I'm the only blank that's supposed to be here. I don't want a blank in (laughs) five T. He's like, if anybody's shooting blanks, it's gonna be me.
0: (laughs) So folks, I don't know if you understand what just happened. I'm gonna gonna let you know what's happening right now in the studio. Helen ran out of her office with the jar the jar has spiderwebs in it by the way. Not even for Halloween. Like that's how long it's been since Doc behaved himself. Oh. And she proceeded to slam the jar in front of Doc, demanding not even $5. She said 50.
1: <laughs> I'm going to pay it in change.
0: <laughs> Getting back to the subject <laughs> Those at hand. Blanks. This this firing needed to happen.
1: Oh, yeah, without question. And,
0: and we talked about this last week. We're still waiting on the other head coach to get fired.
1: Which I don't think, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen.
0: They probably need a, a worse loss than what they had. We are talking about the Jets uh, who fell to the Cardinals 30-10. to
1: and he tried it because, you know, obviously he has an excuse. You know, they had an injured quarterback. You know, I made the stupid decision to think that Flacco might have a flash of the past no. to dominate.
0: No. Um, Even though and, Joe and is not- playing for his uh his home team. Sure. Quote, unquote, because sure. he is from Jersey.
1: Yeah, whatever.
0: Unfortunately, the so, people from Jersey, New Jersey, we do not claim him.
1: Right. Right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so Dan Quinn's out, Dimitrov is out, yep. Gase needs to be out. Yep. Um, and speaking of people who are out, obviously we talked last week about the Texans head coach being out, and they finally won a ball game.
0: They won a ball game. I mean, who knew? All we, all they had to do was get rid of the person at the helm, and you know they were able to win a pretty good game actually against a very scrappy Jaguars team. Shout out to
1: Romeo Cornell.
0: Romeo Cornell, folks. Now, whether or not he'll be the head coach for next year, we, we can't think that far ahead right now. We're just gonna see what they do for the rest of the season. Uh they got one game and you know they they, they just wanna win they just wanna win another game.
1: Who knows? Maybe they'll hire Dan Quinn. He's he's looking for a job. Yikes. Yikes. yikes
0: Speaking uh, of yikes though, yeah. we had a shootout. Shootout. In Arrowhead Stadium, folks, the year reigning, defending, undisputed National Football League Super Bowl champions of the world, the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Los Vegas Raiders and those grueling grinders. And those Raiders, Doc, those, and he's still, he's still putting change inside the jar for Helen, by the way, folks. So I apologize. Those Raiders, they, they got, they got hope. They, they had their, I guess, Rudy moment. Uh, they wanted to do it for Jay Riddy. and, you know, they tamed Patrick Mahomes and came out with the victory. And of course the football world lost his ever loving mind acting like this is the end of the world. Uh, I told you immediately after the game, I think this is the loss that the Chiefs really needed.
1: Yeah, Mahomes threw that pick, that almost pick six, and um, I was like, yikes. But, I mean, the Raiders played tough. I think the Raiders have played tough for the last couple of years. So. Yeah. I think they had to get to a point where, number one, Derek Carr was playing at a better level, you know, kind of at the level that – he he had
0: the past few years when he was uh MVP candidate.
1: Yeah, like I just think they needed him to play better and you know, not be so much like his brother. But he's played he's outshined his brother and hopefully he's the guy going forward. He kind of fell into that that mode where Andy Dalton was, you know, yeah. where you know Matt Schaub was, where like these guys who you know they have good seasons. But then it's like they need to take that up, that, that next level, you yes. know. So this this might, has to be his opportunity or the Raiders are going to start shopping for a new quarterback.
0: Which I don't think they should. I think they should probably stick out with him and um, see what happens. I mean, he's
1: still young, 29 years old. He's yeah. Some, you know, he's got some, some game left in him. Uh, but obviously if a quarterback comes available that you know can be Better, better than
0: then they're definitely going to jump on top of that. But speaking yeah, yeah. of gaming, mm-hmm. we also had a another shootout. This was actually a really, really good game to watch. Uh, the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers out there in Heinz Field, and as the Steelers clutched out a victory over the one and now three, uh, Eagles. Um, I only have one name to say, Travis Fulgham. Not a lot of people know who he is. And I was telling Doc about it as well, and he was like, are you talking about something? up?" like, no, Travis Folgum is absolutely torching this secondary of the Steelers. It was actually ridiculous. Um, no,
1: I was talking about my play because I was also playing an EFL game. And I yes. thought you were saying that I was playing Ugly.
0: no i, I didn't even close wrong. no no i wouldn't have done that so you it's should okay. have because that's no. how i was playing like a ugly bum definitely was not anywhere near what i was talking about at all
1: <laughs> um but that guy i mean obviously i picked him up on fantasy mm-hmm. of course because i mean you got to follow the trends right of he course has, he actually he actually played pretty well last week but nobody really talked about it um but this week you know it just so happened that he's the only guy that you know, the Eagles had to score. So
0: yes, uh, it was the, it was actually the battle of the young receivers. Cause also chase Claypool also had a incredible game. Um looks like he's starting to come around a little bit too.
1: I'm sure both of these people are in the EFL. You just got to look out for them.
0: Yes, absolutely. Make sure you check out EFL on, on Twitch uh, dot TV as well. Yeah,
1: not, not, don't follow me though. It's, oh, stop. Uh, you know, I don't know. Oh
0: my gosh. Uh, then let's talk about that nightcap game yeah, we, from Sunday. It
1: was, good. it was a good one. Um I So let's talk about that game. Yep. So I was at home drinking my you know my high life, and uh you know I was sitting there like, hey man, this this game is good. And we always talk about Russell Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> um and how, you know, good he is and how he doesn't get the praise you know, that he deserves. Yep. And, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm watching this guy, and I'm like, man, like, this is like a 95-yard drive. Yep. Uh, he's got a minute 15 or 20 or something left. You know, the right, Vikings just blew it because they could have kicked a field goal, you know, kicked it off. It would have been all good. But they said, no, we want to go for it on fourth and one and fourth and two. But to watch Russell Wilson orchestrate this drive in the rain with poise, it was amazing to watch. And then, you know, shout out to DK Metcalf. I mean, here's a guy. Who really should have been probably a top top, 10 pick. A top
0: 10 pick, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And a lot of people, you know,
0: soured upon him.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, his numbers are great, but yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, they they didn't know if he can actually produce the same kind of results in in the pro system. Man, are they eating their words, folks? Because he had 93 yards on six receptions. I mean, he is a decent. He's, domi- He's been dominating.
1: It's almost like this is what we expected. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to play him out, but this is kind of what we expected from Des
0: Bryant. Uh, I mean, Des was really, really good. He just played for the Cowboys, unfortunately.
1: I mean,. Dez was,
0: yeah, I guess you're
1: right. He did play with the guy. Thank there. you. Um, <laughs> you know, but I mean, but see, Des got the, you know, he got the, I guess, the hype, but I don't know if he lived up that. I could think about it, you know, Dez is maybe because of the way he fizzled out. Yes. think Pe- about Dez's first people, season with people Dallas. People
0: looked at, the way he fizzled out versus when he was legitimately like top three in the league and as a receiver.
1: Right. Uh, you're absolutely And, right. and I know yeah. J
0: Fobb is out there and he's, you know, licking his right. chops right. And, and enjoyment Me saying that. But once again, I call the spade a spade.
1: Yeah. So, cause I'm just looking at it here, you know, DK Metcalf for 58 passes, 900 yards, seven yep. touchdowns. Yep. In it's first season. I mean, there's 45 catches, 55, 61, six touchdowns. Like, it was good, but it was like, I think D.K. is what we expected. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, and by we, he, he
0: meant Doc and Prof, not a lot of the right. experts who said. Yeah, we're talking about this.
1: Here's a guy like, and I guess you think about this, imagine mm-hmm. if, the pa- if the Packers would have selected D.K. DK Metcalf. Metcalf, yep. Talking about a weapon for Aaron Rodgers. I
0: mean, him and Devontae Adams side by side. That's oh, uh, that's goodness. that's that's a problem. I mean, mm. in in the Vikings, I know they they don't like hearing that, especially the uh, the Bears. But but mm, mm, mm. mm. <laughs>
1: right. let's digress. So let's get back to this game here. So Russell really, really orchestrated a great drive. I thought it Absolutely. was you know something that. You know, people slept on. He definitely should be an MVP candidate, which he normally he is. is. But he is. He needs to get the the credit that he really deserves.
0: He is currently number I, – I would say he's probably number one at this point because of the um, Chiefs loss. I feel like people, you know, do things week by week. Um, I honestly thought that he was number one all season, but, you know, people mm-hmm. just disrespected him. Um, and it's it only took ridiculous. the the Chiefs' loss for them to say, "Oh, wait, look, Russell Russell Wilson? Oh, he's an MVP candidate. Oh crap, I forgot all about them. Oh, they're a quiet five and no. No, they're not a quiet five and o team, folks.
1: Yeah, the twelve was <laughs> pretty loud.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, they they had their own boom.
1: Right. Yeah, they they really do.
0: Sixteen touchdowns, two in, only two interceptions so two, far. Two interceptions. Yep. Touchdowns. I believe those two interceptions happened uh, the last two weeks. I believe. Yep, last two weeks.
1: Yeah, Dolphins and. The no, he had
0: three interceptions.
1: Oh, this is this is two. Uh, let's let's go back here. Maybe I'm maybe I'm looking at the wrong thing. It here. was uh,
0: New England, Miami, and then uh, this past uh, Sunday.
1: Oh, he had one this Sunday.
0: Yeah. Oh, gotcha. I will say one thing that I'm really happy to see is the amount of sacks that he's taken has decreased a lot.
1: I mean, it should. It's getting, getting out of hand.
0: It was getting out of hand, actually. It was actually getting, out, getting out,
1: of out of hand. Um, But this last game from yesterday was also a good one. I feel bad for my man, Herbert.
0: Justin...
1: Like, I feel bad for Herbert because here you are, your first four games against some of the greats, you know, and I'm sure he probably relished in that opportunity Absolutely, he with these great guys. You know, but we're talking about Mahomes, Brady, and now Drew Brees. It's like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Goodness. oh
0: my god
1: <laughs> and this is the second time that he that they've blown a a 20-point lead because obviously that happened in tampa of course which i would have never expected to happen and that game last night i mean i felt like when once drew Brees kind of settled down it was yes. more like no charges no
0: and you know what the problem was like i blamed the receivers like justin herbert played an incredible game but there were so many drops Bottom receivers, uh, especially mm. towards the end of the game. Uh, big shout out to Mike Williams, who you know had a heck of a catch,
1: even though I got I dropped him.
0: A heck of a catch, but you know it was that final play in overtime. Uh, he caught the ball and he needed to get the first down. And I mean Marcus Lattimore got that tackle, and Mike Williams is a much bigger guy. He should have definitely. You know, found a way to bite him, so body him down to get that first down to extend that drive. And I mean, Marcus Lattimore just made a heck of a play.
1: That's why I dropped him.
0: He just, he just, you know what? I'm just gonna let Doc have this. But yeah, Justin Herbert is gonna be a problem in the league. Um, yeah. He has, like I said, he's played, he's played absolutely box office, and I think more people need to talk about him. Um, and he has. Also better- Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and, and that's despite the fact that they they lost Keenan Allen.
1: I was going to say he has the luck of Tyrod on his side as well.
0: We, we may need to we may re-talk re, re about that later on in the season.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's starting. You know, he looks good. You just said he was going to be a problem, so it's all good.
0: Fair enough. But, folks, we're going to be right back with more debate amongst friends right after this and right after Doc finished paying off the rest of that money.
1: At the end of every show, we like to do what's called the two-minute drill where we go over News and highlights that we didn't get a chance to cover during the show. This week, we had NFL analyst Ian Rappaport suspended for two weeks after he shared a social media post that did not comply with the company's guidelines. Go Manscaped.
0: Prof? Manscaped does not sponsor the Vita brand, but if they do, we are more than happy to. Uh, my first final thought, Terrence Jackson Jr., a Southfield a uh, businessman uh, opened up a mobile bowling alley, which is pretty sweet. Back to you, Doc.
1: Awesome. Uh, Tampa Bay tight end O.J. Howard welcomes a new baby girl uh, becoming a girl dad. Hashtag girl dad. Um, this happened tw- last 24 hours. I believe it was yesterday. Prof?
0: Uh, WNBA legend Cappy Pondexter was declared missing uh, this past weekend. Fortunately, uh, she was found, and she's back with family. Back to you, Doc.
1: Awesome. And finally... Congratulations to the WNBA champions! Because we didn't get a chance, I know we shout out Super last week. The Seattle Storm are your 2020 WNBA champions. Uh, Brianna Stewart was out there just dominating. Definitely want to wish them happy success. I hope you all have a great rest of the day. We'll be back next week for more highlights analysis.
0: And the Reeds. Yay! Thank you for listening to Debate Amongst Friends. Give us a follow on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
1: You can also listen to all of our Debate Amongst Friends podcasts here on Anchor, as well as Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and iTunes.
0: And like we always say, goodbye! And to all, a good night. L-E-S-G and we're back ladies and gentlemen we're gonna get out of the boxing ring we're gonna hit the gridiron and before we start i gotta say my weekly fire adam gaze let's get started thursday night thanksgiving and if we haven't mentioned it yet we hope you had a safe and wonderful thanksgiving holiday Let's get to these games. The Houston Texans came, saw, and whooped Lions Mute as they defeated the Detroit Lions 41-25. And even though the Lions lost the game, they lost even bigger as their head coach, Matt Patricia, Got fired. Doc and I said, he should be on the hot seat, but is it really his fault? what more Doc saying that. Was it really his fault because of all the injuries he has succumbed? But Matt Patricia's gone uh, after two years with the team. I believe it was actually a year and some change, but that besides the point. Uh, Deshaun Watson is still a beast. I don't know why people are acting like, you know, he stinks or... You know, they forgot who the heck he is. Um, for some reason I'm hearing people talk about, well, you know, Deshaun Watson is this yeah, we we kinda known that he was a special talent. Even before this year began. Uh it was more of a testament of the front office <laughs> and one person in particular who got fired finally. Um, I mean, but the Texans are rolling though. They're four and seven right now. I mean Are they in the conversation? There kind of is. There's still a few games back in their division, but, I mean, good on them getting this win. Also, real quickly, speaking of the Texans, even though they won, they still lost. Their top receiver, Will Fuller, and I believe one of their um, cornerbacks too, but I don't remember the name off the top of my head, and I do apologize. But Will Fuller had a monster game, six receptions, 171 yards, and two TDs. But he is suspended for the rest of the season. I'm so sorry, those out there fans who have him. You're gonna have to pick up another wide receiver. Um he was found using a I wouldn't say they didn't necessarily say it was a banned substance, but It was uh, a substance that was not approved by the league. So some other news with that. Let's go to the next game. The other game on Thanksgiving. We got some tank bowl division. The NFC leased as the Washington. Wait, let me do it the way Doc says it. The football team of Washington absolutely beat their crap out of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys and Thanksgiving games have become synonymous with pain. And I feel really, really bad for Cowboys fans. I don't feel bad for Cowboys fans. I'm sorry. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I can't lie. Um, because they did this to them. I'm sorry. They did do this to them. Um, Alex Smith, starting, had a decent game, 149 yards, uh, one td One pick, just doing enough to get the job done. Antonio Gibson, though. 20 carries, 115 yards, and three TDs. People are talking about this is a type of stat line we haven't seen since uh, Randy Moss. But he had a great game. Um, He really is showing up this year. I mean... I did say at the Season, don't be surprised if the Washington football team win the division. It could still happen. Uh, Zeke is looking like I mean, this is another one of those. You gotta you gave the running back a big contract. They're not playing up to, to that contract. I mean, we'll have to see what happens. I foresee a trade in the future. I just don't know where. Um, it's really bad if you are leading the league in fumbles. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm going to give a big shout out real quickly. I'm going to do a quick sidebar to my boy, Jay Riddy, a fellow December birthday person, my boy from marking out amongst friends. And I say that to help lessen the blow. As his Las
1: Vegas
0: Raiders. Flew over to the ATL. And I don't think they got out the I don't think they got out the hotel because they got stopped. They got that A Town Stomp. The Falcons defeated them 43 to 6. The same Falcons team that everyone laughed at all year because of. All the blown leads they had. All the blown leads. And the Raiders just look. This is the same Raiders team. That both Doc and I said, they're a really, really good team. This game on Sunday does not reflect it at all. Derek Carr looked like he didn't know what the heck he wanted to do at all. At all. Three fumbles. Ridiculous. Disgusting. Come on. Get it together, especially in the AFC. What? Are you kidding me? Stop it. Sorry, Jay Riddy. Happy birthday. <laughs> Another team that people are starting to talk about now, and we, we hinted this last week, that they're quietly showing that they're playing really well. They almost blew weigh this game, though, but they got the job done. The Cleveland Browns are a quiet 8-3 in the playoff hunt right now, actually. As they defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 27-25, to 25. they almost gave it up. They almost did, but their defense stepped it up. Jarvis Landry has been playing incredible the last couple of weeks as well um, with, of course, the OBJ Odell Beckham Jr. injury um, because he's out for the rest of the year. Uh, Doc did say... I mean, maybe Baker Mayfield plays better with LBJ. I mean, they're winning. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how else to say it like that. Uh, Nick Chubbs is still, I mean, if I was playing fantasy, he probably would be my first pick still. He still runs people over. I mean, between him and King Henry, or as Docs like to say, oh,
1: Henry.
0: I mean, they've been dominating this year. When not injured, of course, for the case of Nick Chubb. But the Browns are playing incredible. Um, Like I said, their defense has been stepping up. They're quietly, you know, rising up as another team was falling. Speaking of falling, I'm so sorry, Doc. I got to talk about this game. The reigning, defending undisputed Super Bowl champion of the world the Kansas City Chiefs they uh they they, they kind of did something to uh Doc's boys the Buccaneers all right now he's calling them the buccaneers because he is done with this team according to doc I'm only reiterating what he's saying because he's not here but I know that's exactly what he would have said. And doc, you know, it Tom Brady did not have a good game. The scoreboard does not reflect the game at all. They, they kept it close and that final drive. (sighs) This is another game that they definitely needed to win. Um, Doc mentioned off the podcast, this is a his Buccaneers team is another team that goes into that tier. Only good when they play against bad teams, because I mean they got Tyreeked badly. In fact, let me speak about Tyreek Hill real quickly. So I made a gentleman's agreement with Doc Leisner, and I told him, Doc. You're my boy, right? I shake your hand. You know, we're cool. Great. I said, Tyreek Hill gets over 250 yards in this game. I give you 100 Give you $100. Because he was feeling so upset about the way that his team is playing, cheeks clenching to its maximum setting. So much so that I think he probably crapped out diamonds. And I said, Doc. If Tyreek Hill destroyed your team for over 250 all-purpose yards, I would give you $100. Give you something to be happy about from this game. He, Well, Tyreek Hill did it, and I'm $100 less. But he was able to use that money. <laughs> but hopefully it helped lessen the blo- – it really didn't. I mean, his team still lost, and they're 7-5, and five, and they're – In a slight tailspin as well, too. I mean, I just don't understand what's happening. Uh, They're not running the ball when they should. Uh, Doc keeps mentioning uh, third and short, and they're doing five wide and running a running play versus just running the ball. I got nothing there. We'll probably elaborate more next week when he comes back. (laughs) And final of all. We got some Sunday night football. As the as the Bears take on those cheese heads out there in Green Bay, Wisconsin. The Green Bay Packers. This was not a game. I know I said, you know, before the, the score doesn't reflect the game. This score, 25-41. This score does not reflect the game. Doc and I said it once. I continue to say this. Nothing's better than watching Green Bay absolutely Detroit's teams with a pissed off Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Which is crazy because he didn't even crack 300 yards (laughs) throwing the ball. Like, that's the funniest part. He only had 211 yards throwing. But he only missed eight passes for a QBR rating of 132. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. But, yeah, the the Bears, I mean, talking about your Psalms, talking about John 3.16, Trubisky 3.16 says, Hey! I don't know what he I don't even know if he knows what he's doing out there anymore. Like, I don't know what this team is. What is this team? Wasn't it the same team that was undefeated at the start of the season? But, 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 but wait, Doc and I kept saying, Start of the season, that's pretty much preseason. So if we don't take it seriously. Oh, at least add seriously. And now we're starting to see the Chicago Bears team blossom into fruition. Um, And then, of course, the Monday night game, which I wasn't really going to talk about, but Doug Peterson might lose his job. Um, If not him, Carson Wentz may be replaced. (laughs) Because I don't know what that was, but that wasn't football. But that's all I have for this. Week 12 football is in the – wait a minute! Of course, the last game for the week, which was supposed to be on Thursday, nah, 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 that is supposed to be on Tuesday, nah, 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 nah. It's happening Wednesday, December second. The Baltimore, <coughs> Baltimore Ravens. My gosh, where did that call come from? Oh wait, it's because pretty much most of the Ravens are out due to uh, being on that COVID list, which is why I cough, which shout out to your NA tree for that because that's still hilarious though. Uh, Taking on the 10-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. So this is potentially another one of those games where you have a team riding high and – Due to another team's lack of whatever, I don't care. Their game got moved from the time it's supposed to be. And this happened for the Titans. And it's actually uh, the Titans and the Bills, I believe. Um, and I believe that caused the Bills to lose their first game, in fact, because the Bills were expecting to play on one day. They had to play on another game, uh, another day. And, you know, they got slapped around. So I'm not going to predict that the Steelers are going to lose. I think the Steelers are actually going to win this game. But that's all I got to say here. We'll be right back with more Debate Amongst Friends right after this.